Shag. Along me, as always, is my co-host, Motown, Rob Kelly. How you doing, buddy? I'm just happy to have electricity again, Shag. <laughs> I bet you are. I bet you are. I yeah, hate you... winter. I hate winter so much. <laughs> well, you live in the Arctic North, so, I mean, you know, that's kind of your own fault a little bit there. Uh, someday, someday. <laughs> I'm out of here. The, the sun will come out in four to six months. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Circumstances really conspired against us to record this episode, but we're here on a Friday night, which we rarely do because of our active social calendars, but we're here to record this very fun episode of the Fire and Water Podcast. I had to put off a gala for tonight just so I could be here. <laughs> just saying. I, I'm not even getting the tux rental money back. But anyway. <clears throat> so, yes, folks. We promised this a couple weeks ago where we said uh, that we wanted to sit down and come up with this. Uh, alter- well, you know, actually, you should be explaining this. It was your idea. Why don't you tell people? Yeah, a little while ago. I just had a ra- – I don't even remember what – where, where it came from exactly, other than the fact that Justice League Detroit tends to come up a lot on our show, which is natural because we're big fans of Justice League, we're big fans of Jerry Conway, and we talk about old comics, and I think it just, you know, and I think the thing that Shag and I have said repeatedly about Justice League Detroit, although now, of course, it's got, it's people that love it, and it's like, a, it's all on TV now, Justice League Detroit. Right. Yes, it is. Um, is. Is not so much that the reason JL, JLD didn't quote-unquote work was not due to uh, conception, it was execution. Uh, and, that, mm-hmm. and so we decided, I just thought it would be kind of fun to say, let's go back in time and pretend it's 1984 and we have our parachute pants and stuff. And we can imagine <laughs> yeah. like what we would have done to create our own Justice League. So it's like a what if Shag and I had done the lineup uh, individually of Justice League Detroit. We had come up with our own teams. And of course, this is not meant, we mentioned this in the previous episode that we did together, this is not meant to in any way besmirch Jerry's choices or anything like that, because we, everyone knows we love Jerry Conway, we're the biggest fans of his in the world, but just thought it would be fun to sort of go back 
and say, what what teams would we have put together if we could have? And, you know, of course, easy for us to do because this isn't even Monday morning quarterbacking. This is 35 years later quarterbacking. Right. Um, but we also thought one of the, the, the ideas that occurred to me was I enjoy the episodes of Shag and I do where, where we kind of just get to talk back and forth as opposed to, like, reading long synopses about stuff. And this was uh, an, an effort to do that, to just come up with something imaginative and creative and then go back uh, go, go back and forth about it. So that was sort of the impetus for this episode. Awesome. Well, before we get deeper into it, why don't we take a quick second to thank our sponsors, folks. This episode of the Fire and Water Podcast is sponsored in part by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades is your best online source for trades, hardcovers, and other collector editions, all for up to 42% off with free shipping for orders of $50 or more. Now, I know I dropped absolutely no transition on that. I just dropped the, the sponsorship thing right here, but I figured I got a lot more to say, and since we're, you just talked about Jerry's choices of Justice League, I would talk about my pick for in-stock trades this time, which is, in fact, the Justice League – what's the wording here? Justice League of America, the Detroit-era omnibus. So if you if you never read this fantastic group that we just talked about that's great in concept and not quite there in execution, you have that opportunity with this omnibus. It includes uh, all – the whole – Detroit era, which is Justice League, JLA 30, uh, 233 to through 261, uh, the annual, the Infinity Inc. crossover, also a couple of retro pieces they did, which was JLA classified 14 through 16 and 22 through 25, where they revisited the Detroit team, and Justice League of America retroactive, which was just from a few years ago, uh, number one. So it's, you know, it's Jerry Conway and J.M.D. Mateus and Chuck Patnart. It's 1,064 pages. That wow. is insane. <laughs> Full color. Normally retails for $125, but in stock trade has it for 42% off, so it's only $72.50. So, I realize $72 is a big check to write, but a thousand pages of these comic books are it's comics we love, you know. As we said, it, it, we, we critique uh, the execution of it, but again, they're still fun reads. I still love them, and the characters are great. And like you said, they're big all CW stars now. It's amazing. They're too, <laughs> just like Detroit is all over television. I can't believe it's I insane. get to say these things. <laughs> have they done Gypsy yet? They must have, I'm sure. I think I think they thought they were planning on it. Something, yeah. yeah. Must have already. I mean, they've yeah. already done Vixen and Steel and Vibe, so mm-hmm. and they're all major players. <laughs> uh, my pick is Supergirl Archives Volume One. The Girl of Steel stars in her first ever archive collection, reprinting the Supergirl stories from Action Comics 252 through 268, and also included as the first quotes unquote Supergirl story from Superman 123, a prototype version of the character that the Man of Steel encountered eight months prior to the introduction of Kara Zor-El. The writers are Jerry Siegel and Otto Binder. The artists are Jim Moody and Al Plastino, featuring a cover by Frank Miller back when he could experience joy. The normal price is $49.95. Inside, get this. Normal price forty nine ninety five because of course this is a hardcover. Sure. In stock trades price fourteen ninety eight. What is this, it? One of the damaged this, copies? No, this book is seventy percent off. Oh my gosh! Seventy percent off. Now, some of you may be wondering why did I pick this one? Well, see if you can figure <laughs> out who might be on my team. Right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> Didn't see that one telegraphed I, a mile away. <laughs> I don't have a poker face. Anyway, Supergirl Archives Volume One. I'm sure Andrew already has this book and can vouch for how great it is. But you. You literally cannot beat that price. 50 bucks, and it said it's 15 Pick this up for the Supergirl fan in your life, which, of course, there are many of thanks to the TV series. That's fantastic. Well, folks, for these and all your um, trade paperback needs, please visit InStockTrades.com and let them know the Fire and Water podcast sent you. So, all right. Again, I realize I did a terrible transition there. I just I wanted to get that out of the way because I really am excited about talking about this stuff. So here's here's sort of the premises, um, the premise 
of the discussion. So, uh, and you didn't have to necessarily follow this, and I don't know if Rob did or not, but this is sort of the reasoning uh, for why the Justice League Detroit came about in 1984. So in the real world, sales were declining on JLA. Um, and the DC creative wanted to sort of shake things up. Jerry was part of that. Editorial was part of it. It was a large group of people. So they created a new JLA team that they thought would interest buyers. And part of the thing they were trying to do is they were trying to chase after some of that heat that was coming off of Teen Titans and X-Men right now, right at that point, which were hugely popular. So that's where you get a lot of these teen characters that, you know, the, the Justice League people in training, which then led you to, um, In continuity, it was a new team that was formed composed of members that could fully commit to being a Justice League of America member, and then eventually the JLA sort of became a training ground for this next generation of heroes. Again, that's the X-Men Teen Titans thing. So I tried to follow those premises. Uh, premises, whatever. Uh, so I don't know if you did, but uh, I did not. Okay, I didn't think you did. So you just you just want to do your list? Is that how to... I'll if that's how you want to do it. I mean, do you want to talk a little bit further about the, the idea of it? I mean, yeah, you know. We can, well, just to give you guys an idea what we're going to do, Rob's going to share his list. I'm going to share my list. Then we're going to talk about characters that we sort of like considered but didn't quite make the cut. Then we're going to cover the listener feedback because last time we asked you guys to contribute your ideas. And you guys contributed a lot of them. Boy, howdy, did they. <laughs> and so we're going to cover that stuff. And then uh, we're going to take Rob's picks, my picks, and all of y'all's picks. And sort of Rob and I are going to kind of have fun and compile a new team using all of that that we think is worthwhile of being the Justice League. So This will precipitate um, an argument that will lead to the end of the Fire and Water right, podcast. <laughs> that's probably true. I, I don't know about you. I spent a long time thinking about this. Like, And I'll talk about more about when I get into it. But like, I had a huge spreadsheet I built up. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, I know you're not. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> I tried all kinds of different categories. I tried like representation categories. Just like, okay, I got to make sure I have enough women on the team. I got to make sure I need to have, you know, some different races on the team. Then I, then I tried to build like different categories. Like, okay, I need a tank, meaning like a physically built person. I need someone with, you know, like uh, energy powers. I need someone who has telepathic powers. And, you know, I, I literally try to build all the different categories, things like that. I, I, I got into this, man. I can tell. I can imagine you have like drawings on notebook paper and you're like hole punching them so you can put them in your who's who binders. I'm just imagining all of this. I didn't know you had a webcam in my office. <laughs> Whatever. That's, yeah. I, Thanks, no, Mr. Shag. <laughs> right. <laughs> so how'd you go about this? You just went, man, these are the people like in 84. Uh, well, down uh, yeah, basically. Yeah. I, I got out my who's who's uh, and I, I looked from beginning to end. I went from Alley Cat Abra all the way to the Wyoming Kid and, uh, and, and just sort of put together the team I would want to have read. That's really okay. what it is. I didn't worry about, I mean, you are right. Part of the reason that Justice League Detroit happened was because the book was, was flagging sales-wise. There's all those other reasons. And so my team doesn't reflect really any of that. It's just like, what team would I want, if they were going to do it? Mm-hmm. I mean, because to me, those issues that Chuck Patton did, that drew, that he drew uh, with Jerry Conway, right in the beginning, before Jelly Detroit, took off i thought were great and i would love yes. to have seen more of those but we didn't get that but so if you're gonna rip up the justice league to me this is the way this is what i would have wanted to have read so that this that's how i compile and i did a little bit of like mm, that's a little too much that's yeah that's a little too far that kind of thing i mean like okay. i said the wyoming kid you know no we can't have him in the team but well, uh <laughs> scratch him off my list <laughs> son of tomahawk uh but <laughs> So and and I and of course limited it to characters that were available in 1984. It wasn't like yes. you know you're like oh wild dog you know, no I never would have said that or booster gold things like that or exactly. booster gold I never would have said wild dog anyway. But I mean so <laughs> those were the only rules I stuck to of like what characters were actually available to DC in, in at the time. 
So that 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 was my reasoning. I went a little deeper than that. Um, I I didn't use who's who. You know what I used was I I did use a resource though. On my wall, I have proudly displayed my um, my uh, uh, Crisis on Infinite, uh, Infinite Earth poster, the the the, the five foot long poster drawn by you know penciled by George Perez and um, uh, painted by Alex Ross. You know what I'm talking about? It yeah, posters. sure. Yeah, of course. Cover the it's, it's, it's like five the, feet it's long. It's the only time you ever did Firestorm, right? Is that yes. is this poster? It, <laughs> it's the only time Alex Ross ever produced a, a, a sellable piece of Firestorm. That's correct. So I uh, so I used that and I just stared at this for ages. Which, by the way, you know, it's um we should mention. Didn't Derek Crabb just get assigned recently by George Perez? I believe so. And, yes. And my buddy Mike Harlow brought it to our Doctor Who convention to get Marv Wolfman to sign it. So wow. it's a great it's a great poster, guys. You should really dig it up. I, I've had it over my in, in my work office space now for like. I don't know, five or six years. It's been great. So I sat here, and I figured that's 1985. So that's pretty darn close. So I sat here, and I literally went, because there's 500 and something characters on the poster. I'm not kidding. <laughs> and I sat here and looked at every – I kind of ignored the bad guys. So that, was, that cut out like half of them. But I sat you know, Shining Knight, really? Mm, I don't know. You know, and Timberwolf, maybe? I don't know. And so I went through all these kind of characters. Now, I did sort of like – and, and I knew this is going to go up against what you didn't do because I, I I already have your team in my head by the way I already figured out who you did okay um, so I purposely excluded some people from my list all right so I, I will talk and I don't mean people I groups I mean of sort um, I thought to myself okay because we're talking about July or August 1984 is when we're looking at so I said okay what teams are too new for me to pilfer from? You know, it's it's not very fair to have a brand new team on the market and then you go and steal members for the Justice League. That's not fair. So therefore, I did not take any outsiders. So therefore, I immediately didn't take Black Lightning or Metamorpho, both of which I'm sure you picked. But I don't say, don't tell me if I'm right or wrong. That's my guess. Anyway, I didn't take either Black Lightning or Metamorpho. Because I figured, you know, Outsiders is only an issue 14. That's not fair. Let's just do that to them. Uh, I also didn't pill for anyone from Infinity Inc., which was only on issue number seven. I didn't pick anybody from All-Star Squadron. I figured that's the 1940s. Uh, I didn't pick any of the Charlton characters. I was thinking those weren't really in the DC universe at that point. They weren't even publishing any books with them. I mean, I don't even know what year they bought the Charlton characters specifically. But... None of them appeared anywhere until Crisis. Wasn't that their first appearance? Uh, yeah. Uh, the, well, yeah, 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 it was. Blue, Blue Beetle showed up. I was thinking that's like literally the first Charlton character to show up in a DC comic. Yeah, so I figured they were kind of off the table. And then two other books I didn't pilfer from because they were like DC's top sellers. I didn't pilfer from Legion of Superheroes, and there's the whole 30th century thing. Damn it. <laughs> I also didn't pilfer from the New Teen Titans, even though that was their hottest-selling book. Uh, well, I d- all right. I did pilfer from it, but I didn't pilfer from their main characters. So, you know, like Robin and, you know, Starfire and Changeling and, and Cyborg. I didn't pilfer from any of them because I figured, you know what? Marv Wolfman probably would have said hell no at that point. And, you know, I'll throw one more out there. This isn't a team book, but I also didn't pilfer from, shockingly, Blue Devil. Okay. Even though, like, he's my, you know, one of my all-time favorites. He was on only is- on issue five at this point. Again, I figured, like, that's way too early to put him in the Justice League. I just don't think that works. So... Anyway, this, this is all preamble to Shag telling us that most of the Justice League is made up of uh, from the Omega Men. That's what Shag's about to tell. Us. You, you didn't. You weren't supposed to look in his documents. <laughs> Team <Thomas>. leader, Demonia. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even. You know what? Omega Men didn't even rate me putting them on the not picking from list. <laughs> oh, awesome. Do they exist at this point? Eighty four. Oh, of course they did. Yeah, because yes, they, they, yeah, they were. they were. They were in Green Lantern. They appeared wow. in Green Lantern in the early eighties. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. They. Yeah. T- they didn't even make my. I didn't pick from list. That's how low oh. they were on my temple. Oh, oh, oh. All right. <laughs> Forever people didn't make my list either. So. <laughs> 
All right. So I think we've done enough preamble. Why don't, why don't you go ahead and start off with your list? Rob, okay. tell us who. 1984. Oh, all right. Who My, is the new – let me let me set this uh, up. Shut okay. up, please. In 1984, Rob, tell me who is the Justice League of America. Okay. Now, obviously, I keep Aquaman because he's the team leader. He's the one that breaks the team up, as I'm going to do the network at some point. So he's going to keep <laughs> – By the end of this episode. By the end of this episode, yes. Uh, and I also kept Martian Manhunter because I, I believe he – belong back in the team i mean in my universe the the earth mars were like happened that storyline is a thing you know so so i I like him back on the team absolutely so he's on there elongated man also stays behind i like elongated man sue dibney that whole thing and he sort of fills the batman hole a little bit on the team and so we sue dibney i did drop zatanna sorry ryan uh but i retained firestorm uh and that is not just a sop to you because i don't care about that uh Two reasons for Firestorm. For, well, it's actually three. One is that I, in my fantasy, Jerry Conway's still writing this book. And I, okay. I like the idea that he could write a character where he could write the solo stories and over in Justice League. I think that, mm. would, that would serve the purpose of the Justice League, was that you could develop the characters within the book, which Jerry could do. Because, of course, if he's writing both, he could coordinate. So I like yep. that idea. Secondly... I think of that image from Legends that we talked about back when we did the Michael Bailey show doing the Legends crossover and that shot by John Byrne of the Justice League Detroit with Firestorm. And mm-hmm. he just looks good with them. Like, I like him as part of the Justice League. So I, I think that they keep him around. And I even like the idea that you could maybe set up a, an ongoing debate between him and Martin Stein. Because Martin Stein's like, I don't want all my whole life to be about Justice League. And Ronnie's like, screw it, I'm doing it. I think that would be kind okay. of interesting. So I like that. So that's that's the core uh, membership from the old team is staying behind. So new members, Supergirl and Batgirl, they sign up immediately because, again, I think the Justice League should be, at least on some level, the icons of the Justice League. And if you can't have Superman and Batman, you can at least get the S-Shield and the Bat-Shield in there. Mm-hmm. But I also think those are really interesting characters. Uh, and I, I like the idea that you, know, you have – they're, they come with the sort of iconicness, but they're also younger, more inexperienced. I like that idea. I also, uh, in my mind, had the, the notion that Firestorm would sort of take himself, take it upon himself to become like their trainer. And they don't want, they don't need him to be mm. trainer, but he sort of imagines himself like that. Well, you're new to the, <laughs> you know, you're like new to the Justice League. And they're like, yeah, but we've been heroes longer than you. But he's like, no, 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 trust me. I'll show you guys what to do. That kind of, I, I think that, that would be, is hysterical. I think that would be a fun dynamic. I keep Vixen. I think okay. of the four new characters, I think Vixen fits the best into the Justice League. I think you need a kind of animal character. I think you need more women on the team. Uh, so she, she is introduced. And my, my, the one wild card that I brought in that nobody mentioned on any of their lists really is Airwave. Oh. I brought in Airwave, and not just because I stopped reading it the first book of Huzu. No, I like <laughs> Airwave in that Airwave is a legacy character. Okay. Um, he he was homeless at the time, which means Jerry could have written him any way he wanted. He had a unique power set that the rest of the Justice League doesn't have, uh, and he's a younger hero, and uh, which I think you could again Firestorm could be you know assuming like the older mantle role. So I sure. like that a lot. And then the other character that joins later, I try to stick to eight because that was the team at the beginning, but later on. Mira does come back into the Justice League. I, I incorporate her into the Justice League. Instead of Aquaman, instead of Aquaman leaving when she shows up, she stays and becomes part of the team. Kind of like the they become the Hawks. They become the married couple within the Justice League. So that is my lineup. Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, Long Man, Firestorm, Supergirl, Batgirl, Vixen, and Airwave. All right. Who's team leader? 
Oh, please, come on. Uh, Macho Man no, Hunter? No, Aquaman is, of course, team leader for Pete's sakes. What's the matter okay. with you? Yes. All right. So um, I don't know quite how we're going to do this. I guess we just play, you know, we banter back and forth here. Okay. Um, we overlap by one character. Um, <laughs> Firestorm. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> as shocking as I'll, I'll just put it out there right now. As the official spokesman of the Firewater Podcast Network, neither Firestorm nor Aquaman made my list. <laughs> oh, my God. I told you. I'm, I'm, I, I told you off air. My list is very different, and people are going to hate it. Anyway, um, Danny Chase, I, the odd man. Shut up! Stop it! <laughs> you're going to spoil it all. Um, I love that you kept Elongated Man and Sue. Uh, there, that makes me very happy because I love them together. If you just said Elongated Man, I would have been like, okay. But you said Elongated Man and Sue. That was one of the things about Justice League Detroit that I absolutely loved is that Sue became a supporting character. Yes. Yep. She, yep, yep. she was just as important as Dale Gunn. You know. Um, who again? If you guys haven't read Just League Detroit, a couple different things. They they again they they all quit their personal lives, became full time Justice League members. They lived together in Detroit in this place they called the bunker. They had Dale Gunn, who was their support guy. They had Sue, who was their support person. Uh, they and, and, and by the way, they were never actually called Justice League Detroit. That's what no. we all call them. Yeah. They were the Justice League of America. Right. Make no mistake, they really were. In fact, they left Detroit eventually and ended up back at the the Secret Sanctuary. That's right. So, um, the Supergirl Batgirl thing. Oof, I struggled on this one. I mean, certainly I considered them. Everyone, I mean, this seems like the obvious choices, right? Supergirl, I could see being on your list. Absolutely. She's a tank. She's, uh, as many people put in the comments, she's kind of lost, you know, in publication right now where right. They, they just can't figure out what she the could hell fully to do commit her. to being a Justice Leaguer because she had, she was on like her 17th occupation by that point. Right, exactly. Like, they had no direction. Every time a new writer came on board, she changed direction. So having her be part of a team where she could grow, and yeah, it would be perfect. Batgirl, I love Stella, but I don't think Batgirl belongs in the Justice League. I don't think she's Justice League material. I think she's great at fighting crime in Gotham. I think she's small scale, but you look at her compared to a Batman, Batman is a world beater. Batgirl's a street fighter. I don't... Or or a researcher. I... And, and maybe that comes from my bias, where I'm I'm not the world's biggest Batgirl, uh, Barbara Gordon Batgirl fan. I am a tremendous Barbara Gordon Oracle fan. Not so much on Batgirl, though. So I don't feel like Batgirl belongs. I'm I'm sure I'm going to get hate mail for that one. And you deserve you can, it. You can argue with me. Tell me I'm wrong. I don't know. No, well, no. I, again, a lot of it is I I want a iconic Justice League. And sure. I, you know, like you talked about not pilfering from the new Teen Titans. Like I ruled that out. I was like, okay, I'm not going to take any other character. And you'll notice no Black Lightning or Metamorpho. So you I guessed wrong. Stunned about that. Um, my, my list ahead for you, which was Aquaman, Mera, Supergirl, um, Batgirl, Metamorpho, and Black Lightning. I had those seven yeah. or six identified for you. I, I kind of stuck to that rule that, that you talked about, which is like I didn't want to take from the Outsiders because that book had just started. I thought, mm-hmm. nah, it would be kind of cheap to, to take those two. Although I think they would both would have been fun in the team. But no, I, I like the idea of Aquaman being team leader for a group of heroes that he, or at least some heroes, that he's familiar with but not mm-hmm. friends with. Like, okay. I like that idea that he, I mean, like, in the course of these characters' histories, he knows Kara. He knows Barbara. He's, quote-unquote, worked with them over the years, but just he's not close with them the way he is with some of the other team. And I think that's an interesting tension. 
maybe not tension, but an interesting dynamic to get into that it's sort of like, okay, these are people I sort of know, but now we're working together in these close quarters. I think that would be cool. And you're right about, you know, Supergirl's the tank. She's the raw muscle. Her and mm-hmm. Marsha Manor, you need that. But I, I don't know. I just, I like, I, I understand what you're saying about Batgirl because, yeah, I just said Elongated Man is the Batman of the team, so why do they need Batgirl? But I like the dynamic that Barbara and Kara have together. I like that one scene of them together in Crisis. I was just going to ask like you, my favorite they... moment is those two together being chummy. Um, so do I like them on the team they, together. Do they ever have a moment like that anywhere else except for Crisis? I don't think so. I think that yeah. was like a Marv Wolfman invent. Like he made Supergirl really interesting in, in comparison to other heroes uh, right, at, right at the time they kill her off. So, uh, and, so I, I like that whole thing. And then Vixen comes in as a sort of from out of left field, and then Airwave is Airwave is the firestorm of this Justice League. He's okay. the new kid who's like zippity doo. This is so much fun. And Firestorm, <laughs> Firestorm's going to be the one who's like settle down, kid. You could get killed doing this. I thought that would be a fun change of pace for Firestorm to treat himself as the old man at that point. I like that. I thought that was I thought that was a neat way to go with it. That is really interesting. I like that idea. It's super fun. It's cracking me up. Also, if you got to have a Hal Jordan on the team, I'd rather have Airwave. Right. Um, there you go. And again, I like the idea that there's, there's an Earth-1 version of an Earth-2 character on mm-hmm. the Justice League again. I like your list. I do. I Thank find you. it fun. I would enjoy that book. I think I would. Thank you. Uh, would you put them in Detroit? Would you put them in the bunker? No. No, no, no. no. I would Satellite? Not, I would not put them in Detroit. No, I, I, you know what? I didn't even really think about that. I would put them, I would maybe give them a new city, like a fake DC city. I wouldn't put them in okay. a real city. I like DC's fake cities. I, I know, I'm not saying it's better than the way Marvel does it, but I just like DC's Central City, Metropolis, all that whole stuff. So maybe I'd put them just somewhere, you know, just to make it a fake city, somewhere on maybe even the West Coast or something, because, you know, yeah. it's like all the heroes are on the East Coast. I mean, there are, there are, there is crime on the West Coast, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, <laughs> well, David Gates Gutierrez is over there. Of course well, there is. Of course there is. Yeah. So, yeah, no, maybe, maybe put them there or something like that. So I think that would be kind of cool. Awesome. Okay. I like it. All right. Well, and anything more to add before we keep going? Uh, no, I don't think so. Like I said, I, I did. I really did go through all of who's who. I didn't just stop at A and go. All right, done. Uh, but but Airwave was like I, I had a couple of um, and we'll get to this. We had characters that did make the cut. I had one really out there choice that I couldn't quite pull the trigger on. Oh uh, wow! Which we'll get to. But but Air like Airwave was at the top of my list from the very beginning, and he stayed there despite me looking through the remaining twenty five issues of Who's Who. I was like, <laughs> no, Airwave is the, the only other. Well, we'll get to him. The other the other character I almost picked, but 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 yeah, Airwave was like the the, the favorite. Like as soon as I saw, it, I was like, yeah, I want him on the team. So and he and he was just the the list basically never changed at that point. I will tell you, like you sort of made me interested in seeing Supergirl and Batgirl because of that moment in crisis. And that's the only time I've ever seen them together like that to see more of that would have been neat to see that relationship develop and see how it different from Bruce and Clark to see how Kara and Barbara are would be very interesting. I would enjoy that. And I would say in, and this totally went against the rules I set up originally, but I could totally see everything you just said about airwave, but plug in blue devil instead would have worked as well. Okay. Right. Again, too early to put them in, but and, and you don't get the legacy. But all the same sort of stuff would have worked well, which would have been fun. Okay, all right. Um, oh, you got to give me a real cool setup. Come on, like I did for you. <laughs> What's your list, Shag? Oh, thank you. That's excellent. Wow. <laughs> Thanks so much. I, I'm really honored to be here. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I'm, I'm, wow, I'm touched. Okay. <laughs> so I started off with two major pro. Well, let me t- take a step back. From a sale, saleability perspective, like the real world, if you look at Justice League Detroit as it actually existed, 
there is nothing there that's going to help the sales of that book. <laughs> Aquaman, sorry, he's not selling much right now. He's no, oh, Aquaman in the early '80s was was sales wise the pits. Yeah, it was sadly very uncommercial pick to make him the team leader. <laughs> well, sadly, he's the most commercial character on that team. I mean, Martian Manhunter had been gone for twenty years. Yeah. You know, Zatanna didn't have a, any you know ongoing financial support. Uh, uh, Elongated Man certainly didn't. You know, all the other new characters certainly didn't. I mean, it was there was no. There was no big seller there, so nope. I didn't feel no. bad with my team because you you said you went iconic. You know, you've got people that are you know are going to be walking down the comic book aisle and go, oh, a Supergirl, oh, Batgirl. I know those sort of genres. I went the whole other direction and said I'm going to pick characters that are do not have a huge selling you know point. So mine are a little more um, unusual, and I approached it. Cisco to like this. I approached it sort of like a, a role playing game. When you build a role playing game team, you sit down and you go, okay, what are the categories of type of powers I need to have? And here's the categories I settled on. I need someone with a ranged attack. I need someone with magic. I need someone that has the ability to transport the whole team from team from one place to another. Uh, energy powers. I need someone who's a close combat fighter. I need someone who has uh, one of the elements, which is you know fire, water, wind, earth, that kind of thing. Uh, I need a high tech character, maybe a stretching character. I need a tank, and I need someone with mental powers, and I need a brain person. So I took all those things, swirled together, and came up with my list. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Start with the team leader. The team leader is Black Canary. Oh, man. Yeah. she comes, Somebody wants to be on power fishing. That's really Not bad. at all. Not even remotely. Ryan's probably asleep by this point anyway. He stayed up all night with the baby. The baby's teething. He's not paying attention anymore. Um, Black Canary, think about it. At this point, she, and they just did her origin where she's her mom and her daughter's body and all that nonsense. But – that character has been around as a superhero for 40 years. Who else in the Justice League has that kind of experience? Nobody. She's awesome. It's, t- it's her turn. I mean, on, really, I think she would make an excellent leader for the JLA. And she brings to the table the, the ranged attack. Um, she also has close combat, but she, also, she brings the really powerful ranged attack. All right, and then I wanted to have a magic character. And I thought, also, I want to keep some continuity from the old JLA. We got Black Canary from the old JLA. I picked up Zatanna. I think she's a great character. She brings the female perspective. She's got magic power. She's powerful. She's classic JLA. Great choice right there. Then I started looking at, okay, I need someone who can transport the team, and I need someone who's got energy powers. I don't want Hal Jordan. In fact, if you look at the list of the feedback, all the millions of characters people suggested, I don't think one person suggested Hal Jordan, by the way. No. <laughs> uh, I picked John Stewart. I think John Stewart would make a great addition to the Justice League at this point. He's been around for... I don't know how many years, but he's been around for a while. He's headlined the Green Lantern book at different times. He's a strong member of the Green Lantern Corps. This is his chance to be in the front. This is his chance to show the world that he is world-beater level kind of guy. So I think John Stewart would be great. Again, he can transport the team. He can make the bubbles. He can just blast energy, constructs, all that kind of stuff. He's a great, huge power uh, powerhouse for the team. Then we start to get a little more esoteric, right? So... I said, beyond just thinking about power sets, I also thought, all right, DC's got a really rich history of various teams, right? There's lots and lots of various teams at DC. Wouldn't, you know, what if Jerry sat down and said, all right, I want to be really sort of representative and have people from different teams on here as well to sort of make it look like a, a, more, a bigger representation of the DC universe at this point. So for my close combat guy, I picked Wildcat. Mm. I know. Everyone's screaming, Earth 2, Earth 2, no, no. 
guess what, guys? Black Canary, Earth 2. Red Tornado, Earth 2. There's a big precedent for people coming in from Earth 2 to join the Justice League, okay? And you're going to have to deal with more of this as we go through. I started thinking, okay, you know, and if you look at even the promotional material that, that DC's putting out back then with uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, the, the Stars guy. Praise be his name. There are tons of other Earth characters on their promo chair. I'm wearing a T-shirt today that doesn't make any sense, but it's a Justice League from T-shirt put together from the 80s. And there's all kinds of alternate Earth characters on here. So DC was already sort of moving towards this. So Wildcat, you know, Black Canary gets in touch with him and says, hey, you know, Ted, I need some help. Could you come over here and help me train these kids? Because I'm going to have some kids on the team. Uh, how to fight. By the way, I should say up front, I hadn't decided whether the Mars Wars had happened or not. Um, either way, if it did, when Aquaman broke up the league, he said, I'm sorry, I can't stay. I have to go find Mera or something like that. So that's why I, I, I didn't specify that. I should have, I suppose. So Black Canary, Zatanna, John Stewart, Wildcat. Next character, looking at the elements. Again, your fire, water, earth, wind, with all that. I decided, why not get a, our first rookie is going to be Firehawk. She's incredibly powerful. She's got firepower. She's uh, Jerry Conway actually considered putting her in Justice League Detroit many times. If you read the letter columns, he's always talking about how pretty much it's just a matter of time until she joins the team. Hmm. She would make a great rookie. Very, very powerful. Uh, and also brings another female character to the team. And uh, I... I'm a little biased, I suppose. But I, I've always thought she belonged in the Justice League without Firestorm. So I think it would be a great chance for Lorraine to really blossom there. The next, this, this one's not exactly um, uh, a, a trainee character, but it's their first time working in this kind of team. So there, you could play a little bit of that, but this is also going to be the antagonist of the team. This is going to be one, the one that pisses off the other members. This is going to be your Guy Gardner, if you will, on the team. Um, it's not Guy Gardner, though, but no. Uh, it's a high-tech hero, so technology-based, stretching, brace yourself, Mercury from the Metal Men. What? <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to send you the image. I forgot this. Oh, I was going to send Rob an image of the team, but right before we got started, so he, so he could do that. Yes, I dug deep and said, you know what? Mercury has always been a great character from the Metal Men because he is always an antagonist. He's always nasty, right? But he's incredibly powerful. Why couldn't the Metal Men be broken up? So I came up with this idea of, like, all the Metal Men have gone missing. And Mercury is suddenly finds himself on his own. He doesn't know what to do, so he ends up joining the Justice League. Part of it is to continue to be a hero and do the right thing. The other part is to get the um, you know the Justice League says we'll help you find your old teammates. So I thought that he would be an interesting addition. You sound like you have something to say about that. Uh, well, I can see that you've completely solved the problem by not not having any uh, heavy hitters in terms of sales. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, I would, well, I, again, look at Justice League Detroit. There's there's nobody on there that's going to sell a damn thing. I, I would say Black Canary has got just as much, well, maybe not just as much selling power as Aquaman, <laughs> but pretty darn close. All right, I'm sending Rob the picture now. So, Rob, don't don't say who else is on the team, but I, right. I would love to hear your reaction to who else you see in that image there. Interesting. Okay. All Do right. you recognize everybody? Uh, yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Really? Okay. All oh right. wait, no, I think I do. Okay, I think I know who the second person. The second person is the only one that's, yes, that's a little confusing me. Okay, that would be the one. A little weird. Okay. Okay. I got so, it. so Black Canary, Zatanna, John Stewart, Wildcat, Firehawk, Mercury. Then we need a tank, right? We need someone with a lot of muscle. And I thought, wouldn't it be fun to have the tank be one of the junior members? So I kind of got this idea of like, you know, what if Super when you know Superboy joined the Legion of Superheroes, right? What if there was a Superboy-like character? except he was on a team with a bunch of adults. What would it have been like for Superboy to sit there and be criticizing and going like, hey, kids, stop that. No, no, that's not what you do. 
Wouldn't that be kind of an interesting dynamic? So I actually picked Captain Marvel Jr. to be on the team. I know, no, that's Earth-S. Whatever, people, come on. Again, crossing Earth happens all the time. You know, maybe instead of the Mars War, we have crisis on, I don't know, I don't want to say crisis on multiple Earths, but there's some sort of crisis on multiple Earths storyline because, you know, JLA was doing that every year anyway, and all these alternate Earth people cross over, and a couple of them stay on Earth 1 and end up joining the Justice League. Also, this Captain is, Marvel This Ju- is the superpowers universe. Okay, fair enough. There we go. We can say that too. <laughs> um, so Captain Marvel Jr., of the Marvel family, I originally thought about putting Mary Marvel on the team, actually, but really Shazam, uh, Captain Marvel and Mary Marvel really are kind of the cornerstones of that universe as far as I'm concerned. Captain Marvel Jr. is probably the most disposable of the three, or the most redundant, maybe is a better way to say. I mean, he's not all that different from Captain Marvel. Yes, Freddie Freeman's got his own sort of foibles and whatnot, but he can bring that to the Justice League. I mean, you've got, you've got a, a member now who's crippled. You know, um, there's some representation for you there. And he's a tank when he's in his hero form and he's going to have to take direction from other people who go, hey, I know you can knock down that building and I can't. But you need to listen to me because I know what to do. Sort of like what you said with Firestorm talking airwaves and you're going to get yourself kid, killed, kid. In this case, it's more like you're going to get a bunch of civilians killed. you got to stop what you're doing, Freddy. So uh, and then the final main member of the team, I thought, OK, I need someone with mental powers. Right. And I, I racked my brain for a while here, and I thought, okay, so if I'm being representative, I've taken some JLA members, I've taken a Green Lantern Corps member, I've taken some JSA members, Metal Men, Marvel Family, Teen Titans is the next one to go to. I can't take any of Marv's characters, right? Not allowed. So who can I pick that he's not really doing much with? Mental powers, Lilith. Uh, it's time for someone from the Teen Titans to step up and join the Justice League, and I thought she would be an interesting choice. You know, have a storyline where her mental powers take a significant jump, and suddenly she's a lot more powerful than she was before, so she needs to be trained. Teen Titans isn't the place to do it. She joins the Justice League. she probably have to get a code name at some point. Um, years down the line, they gave her the code name Omen, but that that doesn't really work because at the point, Dan Jurgens was actually trying to give that name to Raven and editorial stop them and blah 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 so for right now we just call her Lilith but um so that's the core of the team all right Black Canary Satana John Stewart Wildcat Firehawk Mercury Captain Marvel Jr. and Lilith you get some different races in there you get some different genders in there you get some different um you know uh, ability stuff going on there then you have from a support side you, like we said, we had Dale Gunn and Sue Dibney before. You get a support guy. He's not doesn't go on the missions. He stays back, but he's the brains. He's the scientist. You always got to have a scientist on these teams, right? So I picked, again, representation from other teams. I picked Professor Haley from Challengers of the Unknown. Uh, all these teams, by the way, I've been picking. All these, uh, we, I, I'm doing kind of like you, sort of homeless characters. These people don't really have a home at this point. So I thought he would be a neat idea because he's the science guy. He's also got, uh, I think he's their underwater guy at Challengers of the Unknown. But have the scientist guy from the challengers of the unknown that would be a fantastic hook because also he can go on some adventures when they need him to you know he's an adventurer and then at the last minute i added martian manhunter to the team because <laughs> i had this whole thing laid out and i kept looking at it and kept looking at it and kept looking at it and like something's missing and the problem is martian manhunter is a pain to put on the team because he duplicates everybody's freaking powers it's the same way with justice league detroit if you look he every power he has is duplicated somewhere else on the team. It, it's it's annoying, but he really is the heart and soul of the team. You can't get away from that, you know. So I ended up putting Marshall Manhunter on there as well. So please tell me how I've gone horribly wrong. 
no, I, I, Lilith is an interesting addition. I would that one I didn't see coming, but I also think that's if you're going to pilfer from the Teen Titans, that's probably the best character because a the power set and b like she's kind. I think it was like she was like a little older, more mature than the other teams. A lot of blue. There's a lot of yeah. blue on this team. Uh, no, I like the idea of Captain Marvel Jr. because that's a legacy character. I think that's a good idea. I think Wildcat and Black Canary on a team together maybe a little redundant, but I have okay. bad, but I have bad girl and an elongated man. So what the hell? Um, <laughs> no, this is an interesting idea. This is I I, I think all your choices are are uh, pretty well founded. I think making Black Canary the leader of the team in 1984 would have been a real kind of game changer. I mean, that would have been putting a marker down because that was, you know, that, well, was, that was not going on. That was not happening in, in comics back then. It's barely whoa, happening whoa, whoa, now. Whoa, whoa. Not what? happening at DC. In Marvel, Storm is in charge of the X-Men by this point, and uh, Wasp is in charge of the Avengers by this point. Well, that's true. That's fair enough. Okay, yeah. at DC. At DC. That would have been... And, and she... And... and uh, especially, um, actually, would have been kind of cool because she was the one that we saw training Firestorm in, yep. in early issue of Firestorm. She took that upon herself to kind of become his trainer, so that makes a lot of sense. Although you could argue Wildcat was also doing that. So yeah, no, I think there's some some neat pick. You didn't go as obscure as I thought you were going to go because I got to tell you, folks, in the last two weeks, Shag and I have been talking back and forth. He was scaring me because he, <laughs> he was sending me these cryptic notes, and I'm like, oh my god, he's going to be talking about you know Johnny Thunder or whatever. He's just going to go crazy. This is not as obscure a team as I imagined. Okay. Well, I figured Mercury from the Metal Men. Well, also, I, was, I expected some backlash. Like, you can't break up the Metal Men. You can't break up the Challengers. No. The you can't break up the Marvel family. I expected some backlash from that. No, I, I don't. I think it's fine. I, all the characters, it's all grist for the mill. It's fine. I mean, again, like yeah. you said, what, what were the Metal Men? What was anybody doing with the Metal Men? At this exactly. Point? And he's got such a cool power set. He really does. And, he's so, and he would be such an antagonist. Can you imagine him arguing with the rest of the team, just being a nasty cynic? And they, you know, it gives you something for a writer to dig into you know yeah no no i think it's i I like it i like it so i took it a step further i'm not done there i actually built three teams okay so i won't take as much time with the next couple so i thought okay so what if that's that one team right and then and then i developed this whole storyline where you know aquaman disbands the league right uh black canary forms this new one then green arrow leads the other team Yes, there's a whole other team, and uh, his idea is more he wants to – because the, the team I laid out is pretty darn powerful. I mean Captain Marvel Jr., Martian Manhunter, Firehawk, you know, Mer- Mercury, they, they're pretty powerful characters. That is a good world-class team, whereas Green Arrow is going to be like, no, <laughs> we should all, be on – It's all hot women. What? <laughs> what? No, no, that's the that's the third team, and I'm not kidding about that. But um, so Green Arrow says we should no, we should be down in the streets helping the people. So Green Arrow ends up putting together like a street level team. So there's actually a division within the Justice League. Now I don't know whether Jerry writes it where both teams are existing in the same book. I don't know whether he this gives them a chance to split it off and get a second monthly title. I don't know which way they would go here. But I came up with a street level team. Probably oh, by the way, the, my Justice League was Washington D.C. Because if they're Justice League of America, that's where they belong, right? They should be in Washington, D.C., and they, that should be their headquarters, but they go all over the world. So anyway, the street-level team's in Gotham because that's just the seediest city I could think of. And again, it's very street-level, and I, I try to come up with names. The other one's Justice League of America, so this one would either be uh, just simply Justice League, which is kind of boring, or I was thinking, all right, what are some hot terms from the 80s? So I would call them either Justice Force, because <laughs> like, you know, like Delta Force, Justice Force, or Justice League Max, I thought would be a good one, like, you know. 
Because people used to say, yeah, let's like, like take it to the max or gritty to the max or, you know, max was a thing there. <laughs> or then I started thinking like Dirty Harry. So the Dirty Justice League. I don't know. I don't know what the name of this team was. <laughs> Justice called. League. Where's the beef? <laughs> right. That's the name of the team. It's Justice League. Where's the beef? Very good. Um, and I'll just run through it very quickly. Uh, Green Arrow is the leader. Also on the team is Elongated Man. Then I start digging a little deeper. We bring a because I do like the idea of having a Batman-like character on the team. I don't feel like Batgirl qualifies, so I brought over Huntress from Earth Two. I think Huntress would be a very good addition to the Justice League. Actually, I think she is more of a world-level character. So Green Arrow, Elongated Man, Huntress, uh, Tempest from the Doom Patrol, because Doom Patrol doesn't have a home at this point. So I thought he he's kind of a gritty hardcore guy and yet he's got a little bit of power that you know is not over the top but could be useful um i brought in vixen because i think she's great i think she's also very you know she's kind of street level uh steel whose powers aren't all over the map but he again he was a great addition as a younger character um bumblebee from the teen titans i thought she would be a great character to put in here and finally uh ragman wow so again, Gotham. Imagine it. It's dark. It's you know. It's it's dark. It's dreary. It's you know. They're they're fighting people on the ground. It's Green Arrow, Elongated Man, Huntress, Tempest, Vixen, Steel, Bumblebee, and Ragman. And then, wait for it. There's one more character, not necessarily part of the team, but somebody that is there in an advisor capacity and a huge irritant to Green Arrow, and that is Uncle Sam. Because at this point, 1984, the United States is extremely conservative. Right? We've elected Ronnie twice now. So it's a very conservative United States. So therefore, Uncle Sam's reflecting sort of conservative ideas. Green Arrow's as liberal as you can get. But both of them want to do the right thing for the country. So they both are trying to do the right thing, but they're butting heads constantly. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? Crazy? Stupid? Uh, I, I'm a little less, uh, a little less certain on this particular lineup because I just, because uh, I'm still trying to just incorporate it all. Like what? Uncle Sam, Bumblebee? What the heck? But, uh, but okay, no, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I, I do think that, yeah, this is to me, this is not really the Justice League. This is more like Green Arrow and the Outsiders, right? Kind of That's thing, which Justice is fun. Force. right? Justice Force kind of thing. Um, I actually would think it's interesting that you broke Green Arrow and Black Canary up and had them yep. leading separate teams. Mm-hmm. That's kind of an interesting idea. I like that idea. I also like the bringing Ragman. I thought he'd be a really great street-level character that's pretty powerful and could be interesting. Have Ragman on the team. It only takes a couple of months before the, the headquarters the, looks like a uh, hoarder's place. You know, it's like this crap just piled up. <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably true. Uh, now, this team really did have a better um, diversity in it, too, I felt like. But either way. So it was a fun team. It, it was a little bit of, like, leftovers I wanted to use kind of thing. But either way. So where we're supposed to transition to here now is is where my third team comes in. We're, we're supposed to talk about characters that we didn't, didn't make the cut. So I started putting together a list of, like, favorite characters that I wanted to see on a team. There's a lot of repetition of what I said before. And then by the end, I realized this list is almost entirely female. <laughs> so then I said, screw it. I'm just going to put together an all-female Justice League. Um, and that consists uh, in, in no particular order, no leader, just all-female team I'd love to see on a team together. Uh, Mary Marvel, I think she'd be awesome to see. Huntress, Donna Troy, Black Canary, Firehawk, 
platinum because that's actually where I started with the metal men. <laughs> I started with platinum and then worked my way to Mercury. But anyway, because uh, I always thought platinum was a fun character. Vixen, Lilith, and Phantom Lady. I would love to see. All, I, it doesn't make sense as a league. I didn't sit there and go powers and planet. I just thought these are all characters I would have loved to have seen. So why don't you rattle off some of the other characters you considered, and then I've got a few more ones I considered as well. I'll show. Uh, I really only had two that even got to like a, 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 a final round or a third round. One was Animal Man. Just because I, I really like Animal Man, and I think, yeah, I think it would have been cool. But then I realized, you know what? You don't need Animal Man on a team that has Vixen and Aquaman. You just don't. That's just completely useless. So I ruled him out. And then the other one. I, I will say, real quick about Animal Man, I will say he's on my list as well. Okay. At the end of the day, Vixen really is a more interesting yes. animal character Basically. than him. Yeah. I okay. hate to say that, All even right. though I, I love Animal Man. And then, uh, all right, shut up. So, uh, and then my, my one bomb thrower of an idea was Shade the Changing Man. Whoa! Yes, and the reason I even thought that was because a bunch of years ago, back when I was still doing my JLA satellite blog, I ran a contest. Uh, I forget what, oh, yeah. you, what you won, but I uh, we got a copy of New Frontier. And I, I asked people to submit their new, what hero would they wanted to see join the Justice League and I just picked my favorite of the entries and there were a lot of good ones there was like Captain Comet was an idea which I think actually was like a really good idea but there was something about Shade the Changing Man that I liked that he would just be this completely odd you know again like a grenade thrown into the team somebody with a completely weird power set somebody who just kind of almost isn't on the same dimensional plane as the rest of them and I just like that idea of just shaking up the Justice League by sticking in this weird ass character of Shade the Changing now I ultimately said nah too weird I thought about it for a little while really he was he was on the short list okay that's actually pretty interesting um I, I, I saw him when I was going through my list of characters, and I immediately discarded him. I'm just like, he's too crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's nuts. But uh, I, so I never really gave him any serious thought. But, you know, he would have been an interesting character. That would have really done something different for the team. I like that. Okay. Uh, other ones I considered, and some of these show up in some of the other people's lists, but uh, Hawk and Dove, I seriously considered bringing one or both. Because when I was going through my phase, I'm like, okay, I need some from the Teen Titans. Who's an obvious one from the Teen Titans? Okay, Hawk. He's the most obvious one from the Teen Titans. And I thought, well, wait. Would it be more interesting to have Dove on the team? Yeah, I couldn't make that work. Uh, <laughs> so, ended up not going that. I strongly considered for a long time Robot Man from the Doom Patrol. I thought he would be interesting, especially, again, representation of other teams was the, was the effort there. But ultimately, I decided Tempest was the more interesting character to mix in with the dynamic. Um, when I was going through my JSA phase, I strongly considered Dr. Fate, but I'm like, eh, that's too much like Justice League International, so I said no. Uh, I thought about Captain Comet. Because I mean, he really kind of had a life of his own in the 1970s, you know, with the Secret Society of Supervillains, and he was showing up all over the place for a while there, and Super Team Family and stuff like that. So he was kind of on my short list, although I, I don't have enough passion for the character to really put him on the team. But it was definitely in my thoughts. Along the same lines, I started thinking, okay, who are the who are the Justice League characters that didn't, you know, they're not ready for prime time Justice Leaguers? Well, that's again Black Lightning, Metamorpho, and Adam Strange. Um, Adam Strange was actually on my list for a little while, and ultimately I said, I cannot come up with any rational reason why he wants to be part of the Justice League and not on RAM. Yep, yep. I I had to strike him. Then one more during uh, my JSA phase, I thought of Dr. Midnight. I thought he would be a really good Batman analog. Uh, I've always loved that character. He's a total badass. I thought that would be kind of cool, but ultimately I went with Wildcat instead. And then the last one, again, trying to represent different genres, corners of the DC universe, I thought we should have a fourth world character. And I kept coming back to Mr. Miracle. And again, I just, I nixed it because it was too much like Justice League International. So, 
right. All right. Woof. All right. So we need to dig into feedback. Why don't we actually, why don't we take a podcast promo break here, uh, play some promos for some other shows. And then when we come back, we'll do your feedback. So these are your justice league Detroit lists. And then Rob and I will put together a new team. Coming soon from the fire and water podcast network. Working together, we saved the planet. And I believe that if we stayed together as a team, we would be a force that could truly work for the ideals of peace and justice. Every episode. My name is Jean. I'm a Martian. Every adventure. <sighs> okay. You guys are so slow. Every hero. Whatever you think you're doing, if you present a threat to the world, the Justice League will take you down. Cindy and Chris Franklin bring you JLU cast. Whatever the future holds, we'll make those choices ourselves. Don't say you don't love me. I'll never say that. Covering the complete animated run of Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. And the adventure continues. There's strength in numbers. What? Like a bunch of super friends? More like a Justice League. Take the Earth's mightiest heroes, each an invincible champion of justice, and band them together to assemble the legendary Justice League of America. For 261 issues and three annuals, the DC Universe was defended from threats on Earth and beyond by this legendary team. Operating from a cave in Happy Harbor to a satellite orbiting 22,300 miles above the Earth to uh, Detroit, Justice's First Dawn, a classic Justice League of America podcast, will follow the League through all their evolutions. Please join your host, Mike Peacock, as I seek to cover all of the issues of the classic pre-crisis Justice League of America series. Through the magic of the JLA transporter, each issue will be randomized, with special episodes covering a complete story arc if needed. Along with the issue coverage, we shall also look at what the then-current members of the Justice League were up to in solo appearances in other comics for the JLA cover month issue. So do not hesitate to activate your JLA signal device for Justice's First Dawn, a classic Justice League of America podcast on classicjla.podbean.com or by subscribing through iTunes. So during the break, Rob was telling me how I just like to tear up teams. <laughs> I just, I'm, a, I'm a homebreaker or a homewrecker or something, right? You um, are the George Steinbrenner of the Justice League in particular. You're just <laughs> taking from other teams to build your all-star lineup. You know what actually was a little bit of the inspiration for this was um, – and if I'm not remembering this right, folks, don't jump all over me. But Brian Michael Bendis's first version of the new Avengers was he – sort of cherry-picked a lead character from every major team in the, in the Marvel Universe. Wolverine joined the team from the X-Men. Spider-Man joined the team from, well, he had kind of his own corner of the universe. Uh, the Thing joined the team from Fantastic Four. So he was sort of like picking these major teams in the Marvel Universe to make sure someone on the Avengers represented it because the, 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 the Avengers are the all-stars. And so I was kind of thinking, well, the Justice League... Even though we're doing the, you know, the kind of the, the lesser-known members and then the, the the recruits that are training, they're still kind of the all-stars. So would it be cool to have a character from every one of the major teams? So that's kind of where I was going with that. That makes and sense. No one from the, and no one from the Omega Men made the list. Wasn't even considered. <laughs> never even got, never made it on my. Like when you mentioned them, I'm like, oh crap! I never even thought about them. <laughs> Shag has a list with his word Elu and then crossed out. 
Right. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we get to y'all's suggestions that you left on the last episode? So, Rob, want to kick us off? All right. Well, the first comment we got is from our network's own Siskoid, who does FW Team Up and so many other great shows. He says, as an alternate JLA Detroit, well, the problem was always ever was always ever the characters created for the team, Steel, Gypsy, and Vibe, and they are the only three I'd replace. With who? Well, let me reset my brain to 1984 and get back to you. I'll be 13 when we next speak. So, like, I'm, I'm picturing Siskoid uh, with, like, a Doctor Who scarf and a Shaw Brothers t-shirt. And um, <laughs> Oh, wait, I'm sorry. That's how I picture Siskoid now, not when he's 13. I, I don't really know what he looked like when he was 13. But, uh, yeah, Siskoid, get back to us and let us know what your picks are. He probably had a Bob and Doug McKenzie shirt on at the time. Um, you know, he, he, said, he said take out Steel, Gypsy, and Vibe. And both of us sort of lean towards keeping Steel. You know? I, I what, what do you mean, both of us? Well, didn't we talk? Didn't you? We, oh, I guess it was just me. It wasn't yeah, you. No, I, no, I steal. I, I like Steel as a character, but no, I, I cut him out of me. I'd never give it a second thought. Okay, I'm okay with him jettisoning uh, Gypsy and Vibe, but I like Steel because he's a, a legacy character. I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Up next is Ryan Daly, who left us a small dissertation that I'm going to just cherry pick some of the bits from here. Uh, and, and, and Ryan, of course, is from the Power Fishnuts podcast, starring Black Canary, the leader of my team, uh, and many more wonderful shows on the network. He says, if I had taken over the creative reins of Just League of America in 1984, after the Martian Invasion storyline, the first change I would have made to the team would have been the opposite of what Aquaman does. Instead of disband and streamline the membership, I would have gone the Justice League Unlimited route, expand the roster, pretty much anybody who was an active superhero at the time. That's kind of a cool idea. Uh, and he says, the only rule is no Red Tornado. F that guy. Uh, All right, he goes on to say, however, if I had to go along with the essential premise of the first part of the Just League of America annual number two, that Aquaman disbands the league and starts over with heroes who can show true commitment to the cause, here's the list I'd go with. One is Aquaman, two is Green Arrow, three is Zatanna, four is Martian Manhunter, five is Green Lantern, Jon Stewart, Uh, uh, I picked that one too, Uh, six is Supergirl, there you go, Rob, and seven is Vixen. And here's his reasons. Uh, For Aquaman... uh, First off, he starts by saying the old order. So after Just League Union number two, the four heroes have been current members sticking around. Uh, since it was Aquaman's idea, he continues to stay. And, and um, let's see, he is the leader still, right? Yeah, I guess so. He says, he broke the league, he owns it now. <laughs> uh, Marsh Manhunter sticks around too. He's just returned to Earth in the previous story arc, and he was only he's one of the best things about Just League Detroit, so he's an easy one to keep. Zatanna stays for the reason that she gave the issue um, – the issue, the reason she gave in the issue, and because he likes her, and he goes, the only thing she has to do is get rid of that atrocious violet and white scarab hair costume that nobody likes. Get back to the basics, the fishnets with her. I completely disagree, Ryan. I think Zatanna looks great in that blue and white costume with the bug on her head. I think she looks great. She's incredibly sexy. She looks dynamic. She's different than her mom. She doesn't look like a stage magician. I like that one. I think that's the. I think when she's with the Justice League, that's the outfit she should wear. And when she's on her own, she should wear the fishnets because she's more of a stage performer at that point. But when you're saving the world, you need to look like a superhero. Um, let's see. The one change I would make to Conway's lineup is I would swap out Greeno for Elongated Man. This isn't a slight on Ralph Dibney. I actually like him more than Ollie, but the Justice League needs a human member, someone who uh, is on the ground who gives them perspective. Well, you know what? He can just go join Justice League Force, all right? (laughs) The Justice Force. (laughs) Then he goes on to say the legacy heroes. I firmly believe that the Justice League is not a legitimate Justice League without representation from Superman, Batman, or Wonder Woman. Ideally, all three. At a minimum, two of them. And yes, I know that statement says – I know that statement, what it says about post-Crisis League and Justice League International. I don't care. Wow. 
Uh, it goes on to say the first legacy hero to join would be Supergirl. If Supergirl was too busy, get the next best thing. Uh, she had a, and, and kind of what we said, she has a complicated history at the time. This would be a place where she gets an identity fixed, all that kind of stuff. Next up is John Stewart, the replacement of Green Lantern. At this point in the 1980s, he'd taken over the Green Lantern title under the stewardship of Len Wein and Dave Gibbons. How much better would it have been if he'd been in the premiere team book at the same time? Completely agree, Ryan. Then he goes on to the newbies. The one thing Conway got right in his new addition to the team was Vixen. She nearly got her own book if it weren't for the implosion. She deserves a place on the team, plus she's got a great set of powers. I love the simplicity of taking on the powers of the animals. It's so easy. And she's a better, more interesting team player than Animal Man, who really only worked in the oddball Vertigo realm. I hate to say he's right, but he is. Uh, those would be the new Big Seven, the official established members of the Justice League of America, established in the first issue. But their first mission or their multi-story arc would culminate in them encountering and recruiting Black Orchid. And from there, Black Orchid would be the mystery player in the group, the X Factor that nobody's quite sure of. This would also give the creators an opportunity to do something that pre-Crisis never did and give Black Orchid an actual origin and secret identity. That's actually really clever. Because there was all that secret about Black Orchid back then, you know. That's for 1984. That actually makes a lot of sense. It's an that's an interesting pick, certainly. I don't, I, you know, we we saw her in that Blue Devil Summer Fun Annual, where there was yep. like the, the sort of like supernatural team, and she she fit fit pretty well in the team dynamic. So it's it's not as strange a choice as it first seems. Right, and, and she was in a lot of places in those early 80s as a mystery. Uh, and then Ryan even took the time to do some Photoshop and put together a team shot, which looks pretty good. So. I just think he should have spent this time working on Nightcast, but that's not for me to say. Wow, zinger! <laughs> uh, anyway, we got a, a suggestion from Jeff R., and he says, without looking at the other lists, seven is the right number. Aquaman is a given. Yes, he is. Supergirl, uh-huh. Super, Supergirl is an obvious choice. Bronze Tiger. That, that, that's, that's out of left field. Vibe, but closer to the TV version than the original. Jeff, you're literally the only person that kept Vibe. Uh, Amethyst, <laughs> Princess of Gem World, frees her in an exiled form, but Gem World, but fully adult and magic state, and kill her solo book before the mistakes there get too bad. Metamorph- <laughs> Metamorpho, and since I'm taking an outsider, I'll also take a Titan, Changeling, the team member who most needed a full coming of age arc, but never escaped the Teen Titans trap. Firestorm's lead training should still be writing, I can turn intangible on a blackboard, I see. Uh, and he says, actually, I'm going to go to eight. Last pick is Blue Beetle. So, I mean, obviously right. Blue Beetle, you know, was uh, worked perfectly well as a member of the Justice League because he was became a member not too long after. Hey, well, um, actually, Metamorpho became a member um, yeah, as yeah. well. So, uh, interesting. The Bronze Tiger is an interesting one. Um, nothing wrong with that pick at all. I mean, he certainly worked well with Suicide Squad. He's a great hand-to-hand fighter kind of guy. Vibe is a bold choice. Amethyst is also a bold choice. Interesting. So yeah, there's some, there's some yeah, some neat, neat ideas there. Uh, Ted Kilmington. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. real quick. Changeling is also a great. I actually considered Changeling at one point, uh, knowing though that Marvel wouldn't let go of him. But he is an interesting character that would add a fun, goofy sort of dynamic to the Justice League, and sometimes he could change into Gleek, which would be funny. And he's a little legacy, not not totally. But mm, a yeah, I mean, he's well. The term I've been using is representative. Yeah, because he represents Doom Patrol as well. Yeah, right. Well, I just mean he la- he's a la- he came from an older era. So anyway. Ted Kelvington wrote in to say, in JLA 192, it is stated that the original league charter charter limited the team to 10 members, so 10 was always the magic number for me. That dialogue makes no sense, because they, they never were limited to 10. So, But anyway, oh. I, I digress. Superman and Batman were are overexposed, so they're gone. Firestorm is, too, Firestorm is too unreliable, so he's gone. Green Arrow and Black Canary were out of place in the satellite era, so bye-bye for them. Hawkman was red- a redundant, assorted, so sayonara. 
Hal Jordan, at the time Conway left the first time, was exiled, and he quit the Corps shortly thereafter, returning, so he's out too. Adam was busy playing mini Tarzan at the time. Flash was preoccupied with his trial. That leaves Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Martian Man, and Elongated Man, Red Tornado, Hawkwoman, and Zatanna. To round out the ten, I would replace Hal with Jon Stewart. Ding! To replace <laughs> Superman and Batman, I would bring in Supergirl and Batgirl. Ted, there you go. Acting mm. as team... <laughs> Acting as team liaison to the U.S. government would be Snapper Car... See, there he loses it here. Acting as <laughs> team liaison to the Soviet government would be Red Star. So, um, my idea... I've, I would go along with the Snapper Car idea if only you kill him off at issue three, which would really set the whole book as... Make it very exciting, I would say. <laughs> Uh, I thought the Red Star, like recognizing the importance of the Soviet government, was mm-hmm. an interesting mm-hmm. idea. Yeah, because in '84, no one was doing that. It didn't really come about till '87. People started throwing Soviet stuff all over the place. Right, of course, Rocket Red would join the team. Yep, exactly. Uh, we heard from Matt S. He goes, um, as for what I would have done with the Detroit League, I would have had more overlap between the teams. I strongly believe that Steel, Vibe, and Vixen had been added to the team. I'm sorry, if they had been added to the team, while Superman and Wonder Woman were still active, the audience would have had time to adjust and learn to appreciate the characters. Um, that's probably pretty true. Uh, that there would have been a larger acceptance if the if the big guns had still been around. Um, but it's, I think it still would have led us down the path to Justice League Detroit eventually. They just wouldn't have been quite as newbie. Yeah, I agree with that. It would have been interesting to see them interacting with those older hands and then have the Superman, Wonder Woman, and Flash fade from the team gradually. Yeah, that was an mm-hmm. interesting idea, Matt. Uh, <laughs> I think Batman would have had enough of vibe real quick. Actually, he eventually did. <laughs> I'm picturing Batman uh, looking at the Justice League with Bronze Tiger, and the team's like, what? You know, like, one of my villains? What's the matter with you? Why don't you just pick the Joker? Uh, so anyway, David, Gussier, David Ace Gutierrez, executive producer of Pod Dylan, of course, wrote in to say, now, jail Detroit DAG style. Okay, I like <laughs> um, Okay, I just got Freddie Mercury on the team. He says, okay, I like Ryan's idea of classic new and legacy characters. I think this team should be both the premier organization for the heroes that don't have their own series and somewhat of a more accessible bunch of heroes. Also, I'd want a bigger number than usual to keep things interesting and mix up the team for when they pair off with sets would set alternates in case they can't answer the call for whatever reason. Ideally, this arc kicks off with the murder of Firestorm and Martian Manhunter God. by Angleman. Mort on Mort crime, I call it. You are the worst. This entire list is therefore invalid. So, so here goes. Aquaman, Supergirl, he says better fit than Clark, less demands for time, and a tank. Speedy, Dr. Occult. I like that pick. I like Dr. It's, Occult on the team. That's a cool idea. It's an interesting one, certainly, yeah. yeah. Vixen, Untapped Awesome, as he says. Batgirl, there, David, there, he's my pal there. Salak. Wait, wait, co-leader? What? Oh, that's just nonsense. Yeah, I'm not going through, we, we have a lot of fever. I'm not going through all the details here. He says, Salak from the Green Lantern Corps. That one's way out of left feeling, huh? Wonder mm-hmm. Woman, uh, co-founder, and uh, co-leader and founding member. What needs to be said, she's the best. Black Orchid, he also picked Black Orchid. And then El Dorado, but the Super Friends version. Not the, like the not the sort of street level character. That's interesting that he brought in somebody from like another media. We didn't do that at all. We didn't we didn't touch any of those characters. But I I kind of like that idea. I mean, if you're going to cheat and go that far and bring in somebody from a cartoon, that's cool. I like Eldorado. This was my favorite of those four characters. Eldorado and Apache Chief were always my two favorites of, yeah. of the creative for Super Friends characters. Yeah, yeah. That's that would have cool. been that would have yeah. been pretty Some cool. Some neat actually. ideas there. So wait a minute, how many co-leaders does he have? He's got Wonder Woman as a co-leader. He's got Batgirl as a co-leader. He's got Aquaman as a co-leader. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's not really co at that point, is it? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a brain trust of the Justice League. I guess so. 
Uh, interesting list. Completely invalid because of the Firestorm comment. Uh, <laughs> then we heard from our buddy Dr. Ange from the Supergirl blog Comic Box Commentary and Legion of Super Bloggers. I wonder who he's going to put on the team. Um, <laughs> he says, I feel the Justice League Detroit needs to have a sort of underappreciated hero vibe. Now, don't mistake that. He didn't say vibe should be on the team. He just used that word as a, as, as a, as a adjective. So he goes, I think it would say Aquaman, keep him as the leader. Supergirl, Batgirl. I'm See, there Batman. you go. Supergirl, he, Batgirl. Everybody agrees with me. Hawk and Dove, Metamorpho, Captain Comet, and Zatara. Ooh, that's interesting, Zatara. He goes, uh, I'd love Aquaman to have a rotating role for some of the whatever happened to heroes, like some honorary veteran pinch hitter spot that the writers could bring in for some uh, for someone with wisdom and experience, have Zatara sit there most of the time to inspire his daughter. That's kind of cool. Uh, I hadn't thought, I, I guess when I read this earlier, I thought it said Zatanna. I didn't realize it said Zatara. That is wow. a neat idea. I mean, it's reverse legacy character. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Uh, then we heard from Alan W. Wright. He goes, the alternative Detroit League. So I assume that it has the same regular leaguers, Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, Zatanna, and Elongated Man with Sue. Uh, well done. You scored points right there, sir. He goes, so I think the assignment would be to come up with another set of diverse heroes who could be featured solely in this book. So he goes with Black Lightning. He goes, sorry, Outsiders. The 1990s version of Black Lightning's home may or may not have been part of Detroit, but he's got some visibility and may strike readers as a better version of Black Vulcan. Uh, then he says, Captain Thunder of Earth-1, which is a variation of the 1974 extra-dimensional analog of Captain Marvel. The original Captain Thunder was Willie Fawcett, who derived his powers from the Native American traditions. I'd make this Willie or Billy Native American himself. Presumably, he looks like the that Shazam guy mentioned on my bedsheets and wallpaper. It's <laughs> a clever way to get around it. Um, then Vixen, you know. Everyone likes fixing. Uh, Green Flame or Green Fury of the Global Guardians. She's been part of an international team and helped out Super Friends. So, well, interesting. And then Supergirl. Uh, everyone seems to want to throw Supergirl in there. So, interesting idea for Green Flame. Uh, that's the first one. And, and it's a good rationale of not just going, well, she worked in Just League International. The pointing out that she was, you know, a supporting character in Super Friends and was active. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Chris Franklin, of course, from our network, JLU cast, Superman Movie Minute, and so many other great shows. He says, okay, JLA team for 1984. This is harder because this is the third New Titans, New Teen Titans-like team, or if you want to be technical, the fourth X-Men-like team. The outs- if the outsiders, outsiders don't exist, I would bring in Metamorpho and Black Lightning, who I think should have joined the JLA when they were nominated. Anyways, Pixar Aquaman. He says Wonder Woman. She comes back from the Family Crisis arc and says, "Oh hell no!" She, dem- <laughs> she demands to stay on the team and works it out that Diana Prince is team liaison to the UN. Great idea. I like that. She's okay. more of a big gun that comes in every so often to straighten the team out. Supergirl. Everybody wants Supergirl on the team. Zatanna, Elongated Man, Green Lantern, John Stewart. Once again, nobody picks Hal Jordan. Everybody goes John yep. Stewart. Vixen. Everybody likes Vixen. Martian Manhunter. Here's one now. This is where Chris starts breaking the goofy meter. Chris, no. Well, I don't mean that in a bad way, but just very unusual picks. Chris King, dial H for hero. Why wouldn't the Jelly want this guy on their team for no other reason than to keep tabs on his extraordinary powers? He could bring in. He could be the new blood. And Jelly was always of a fresh new hero. He's the new Firestorm, basically. Interesting idea there. You sound like you were about to say something. Well, I'll, I'll wait till you're done. Okay. The Vigilante, Greg Saunders, the Earth-1 version. He showed up to chastise the JLA for going to the satellite. He participated in their almost origin story. He'd be the new team's Gunaro, their every man moral compass. The Guardian. So, 
So he's basically just for clear. That's basically the golden age version of yeah the cowboy vigilante. Yeah, yeah cowboy. okay. Yeah. yeah, the guardian gives the JLA their new headquarters, the DNA Cadmus Project, becomes chief of security, and serves to set up some interesting plot lines involving the project leftover Kirby ideas before the eighty super team gets to them. So hmm. there's some you, you missed one. He added Mara at the top. Oh, he did. He, I, said, he, did yeah. he said Mara joins later. He didn't mean to mention that. Yeah. Uh, also, neat picks. I like the idea of Vigilante being part of the team. I don't know how well he fits, but I agree, but I, I like that idea, and I and I want to. You know, he fills uh, the um, motorcycle riding uh, contingent of it. Just. <laughs> I think the Vigilante is actually a really cool idea because I like the idea of a Green Arrow sort of like, you know, argumentative ground-based hero, but who's not Green Arrow? That's what, you know, and I think it works really well. And he's always got a cool look. They did such cool things with him in Justice League Unlimited. You know, I like that. that's great, yeah. I wasn't sold on the Guardian until he got to the whole point about the Justice League keeps getting caught up with Kirby ideas from DNA and Cadmus. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I kind of like that. Yep. So, So Guardian doesn't even really have to be on the team. He could just be around, sort of like the Dale Gunn. You know, sort of thing. Uh, the Chris King thing, I totally get where he's coming from. I mean, God, that, that book was published forever by DC. And at this point, they even had a more recent version of it. Right. So I could see why they would want to do it. However, I can't stand Dial H for Hero. Uh, simply because every month they have to come up with a new hero. And so it's always purposefully a throwaway character. You know, it's, it's, it's not a character that's interesting every single time. Because they know they can never use it again and they're just getting rid of it. So I, I don't think he would work. That's just me. I, plus, I, I would just grab the damn dial from the kid and kick him out of the team. Just give me that and put him in the transporter, send him back put down to Earth. <laughs> and hand it to what, Snapper Car? But let's not be ridiculous. <laughs> uh, then we heard from Adam Ackerman, who uh, goes by Centaurin. And he says, okay, let's see a list for Just League Detroit. So they can be full-time and already exist. How about Snapper Car, Jimmy Olsen, Johnny Thunder, Woozy Winks, Nort, Dolphin, and Red Tornado, which is my uncle. There. That should make the Just League Detroit look better. <laughs> uh, the only thing I have to criticize about that is Norton didn't exist yet. Sorry, Adam. Your joke is busted. Although I like Dolphin being on the team. Uh, he says, in defense of the Just League Detroit, if it wasn't for their, them, we wouldn't have Just League International. And where would the Arrowverse be without Justice League Detroit as well? It also helps shows that Aqua, my man, is not best to be king. So, uh, supporting Volko and such. So, And then he goes, hmm, okay, maybe I should stop defending Just League Detroit. Uh, and he goes, his actual enrollment would be Aquaman, Zatanna, Marsh Manhunter, Supergirl, again, Metamorpho, and Blue Devil, because it gives them a new character. I like seeing Blue Devil on the team. I do. So. I have to wonder if so many people pick Supergirl, probably because she guest appears in that two-part JLA story between the annual and JLA 233 through 236. Like, she's right there. It's like, just pick her up, Jerry, and then uh, it doesn't happen. <laughs> Part of it is that she's there. The other part, it's just sort of ridiculous that she has never joined the league. Yeah. I mean, other than the cartoons, is there ever ever been an iteration where she joined the league? Not not where she joined, no. She guest starred in the team in other issues, but uh, no, she never joined. I mean, I'm just trying to think, even like, you know, Justice League United, which was a weird team, or, or the James Robinson team where he took all the legacy characters. I don't think, I think we had mon instead of Supergirl. Maybe we had Supergirl for an issue, I can't remember. I mean, she joined the Teen Titans a couple of times, but I don't think Supergirl's ever joined the Justice League. That's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah. Heard uh, from an old friend, Luke Giaconetti. 
Giaconetti. He's a cop on the edge uh, from the Earth Destruction Directed podcast. And uh, he didn't give his list, but what he did do was very kindly. He gave us a suggestion for what if Dishes Like Detroit. He, Detroit, he gave us a list, uh, a link to Mike's Amazing World of DC Comics, or Mike's Amazing World of Comics, uh, where he shows all the DC books that were on the shelves in August 1984, which I used that link. So thank you very much, Luke. That was very helpful. All right. Derek Crabb from the Fanholes podcast and the owner of the coolest jacket since Fonzie. Uh, he wrote in, he say, I came up with a team. It's probably more Hickman, everybody in the kitchen sink, with Transformers Season 3. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. But I tried to stick with the 1984 rules and pretty much ignore pre- most previous team members and those that were part of the really for reals just seek Detroit. And then he sent uh, this really great picture uh, of, of his team. He mentions Firestorm steps up as league leader. After what? Aquaman takes care to takes care leaves to take care of Mira and Atlantis. That, that's amazing. Um, okay, therefore Derek's list has just been validated. This is the new Justice League Detroit right here, folks. Okay, all right. Officially, <laughs> we we entered the alternate timeline now. He says, "I don't think Roboman had a book commitment at this time, and he's the closest thing." Wait, I can wait, think of. wait! You're missing the best parts. The stuff that I know is getting under your skin. He'll he be- says about Firestorm, he'll be doing the whole Rodimus Prime thing with Professor Stein serving as the wisdom from the leadership matrix. These are all words I know you have no idea what they mean, which is why they're great. I think Derek had a stroke when he was writing this, and he should no. seek medical attention. No, he, he littered it with Transformers just to get in your I know nerves. he did. I know he did. He says, I don't think Robot Man had a book commitment at this time. He's the closest thing I can think of to an old curmudgeon who can offer Firestorm some words of wisdom from time to time like Cup. Richard Dragon would be straight-laced Ultra Magnus type and serve as the best hand-to-hand fighter on the team like a modern-day Batman. Ray, you knew he was going to put Richard Dragon on the team. The man loves Richard Dragon. He does love Richard Dragon. Everybody was kung fu fighting. Ray Palmer would be the Sword of Adam era version and serve as the swashbuckling and sarcastic Springer type with some perceptor scientific know how to go along with it. This is so gratuitous. I I, like Springer, actually. I I dig Looker. She's pink. She's a hot redhead. She'll be my RC of the league. Her and Ray can hook up. Oh, my God. The the Daniel Young Green Lantern get conblucked from the late 1800s via time travel and serve as the league's dedicated Green Lantern. Omega Man. Hold on a second. Who the hell's Daniel Young? I don't know what he's talking about. I literally don't know what he's talking about half the time here. Is he talking about Charlie Vickers, maybe? I, no, he's I not don't. from the 1800s. No, he's not. No, no, no. Okay, we got to keep no moving. Shag, we're, we got to keep moving. Come on. Okay, but I'm saying we did the entire who's who. I've never heard of the character. I don't know what he's talking about. Omega, Omega Men era Lobo would be the <gasps> dumb Dinobot ex-bruiser of the league. <laughs> but he'll listen to Firestorm and Kid Devil because they help save him from his space dolphins, and he's got a goofy crush on, dot, dot, dot. Dolphin, who will be the underwater expert of this league. Lobo can also bring the Omega Men into the mix for future storylines, crossovers, and future cancellations. <laughs> Fastback will be the team speedster. Serving as a more dedicated Flash or Blur if we keep to the TF analogs. He can also be a gateway to setting up with Elf, Elf epic Fourth World story arcs. Now, real quick, when I read Fastback originally, I was thinking of the turtle from <laughs> Captain Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, really? And then I realized he meant the fourth row. Why back. not just add Yankee Doodle Poodle or whatever the hell name was? <laughs> anyway, I don't know that DC even sells the rights to publish ISIS at the time, but I guess she'll be a refugee from Earth-S without all the Black Canary cray-cray that goes along with it. Maybe she could fight General Savannah and the Big Red Cheese that can make a guest spot in the run. I actually really like the idea of ISIS on the team. Might, That's well, a you cool have to call her Mighty ISIS. I mean, Mighty fun. ISIS. That's a cool idea. I mean, again, that I don't is a think good one. DC did not have the rights, but that's a great idea. Really? 
No, they lost the I don't think they had the rights at that point. I think they lost oh. it. back to Filmation. So, but anyway, neat idea, Derek. I like it. Amethyst had her own title and could be the league's dedicated Zatanna or Mage. I think with Isis on the team, you don't need Amethyst, frankly. He says, also the league can return the favor by helping her defend and have adventures in Gem World. It's like he wants to get this book canceled. Maybe more Drew... <laughs> maybe more Drew... But I don't have the Omega Men show up. Maybe more Drew from one timeline or another can be the big bad in the arc. Yeah, where's with... the forever people in this list? <laughs> Along with kid, hey, you put metal, you put metal men on the team. You don't have any room to talk. Along, I, uh, I defend that. Along with Kid Devil, Rex the Wonder Dog will be the kid's sidekick to this particular league. Oh my gosh! They pull some Daniel and Wheelie type shenanigans and try to find out Richard Dragon's birthday and <laughs> throw a surprise party. <laughs> kid Devil ends up looking up to Firestorm more as he does more than he does Blue Devil. Also, despite everything else, everybody else hating this inclusion, they are totally badass and infallible as a pair. They will single-handedly defeat Kimo on their own, or they could just run across a weak bridge and Kimo falls to his doom. Oh my gosh! Like I find the whole thing hilarious, but like when he got to Kid Devil, I suddenly I'm like, that's too far. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a Blue Devil guy. <laughs> so, yeah, he sent this cool little graphic, a little game, like a gamester graphic of the team. I actually kind of like Rex the Wonder Dog because he actually did guest appear in an issue of Justice League. In the, uh, so there's there's some not crazy picks in there, and then there's some completely crazy picks. Yes, sir. Now, what he used was those little, um, I can't remember what they call them. They're, they're, they're all on the web. They're these little tiny versions of DC characters. They call them micro something. They're like almost 8-bit or 16-bit. Right, 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 right. Yeah, they're adorable. And he's got everybody he just mentioned there. Yeah. And, you know, all new, all different Justice League of America, I Detroit. Mean, Isis on the team is cool. I, I, th- again, I think it's cheating because they didn't own the character at that point. But I think that's a really out-of-the-box idea. I like that one. That one taught me by surprise, definitely. Okay. Richard Dragon caught me by surprise, too, until I remembered it was Derek. So, uh, <laughs> Keechee Baker wrote in to say, as for my Justice League Detroit uh, ro- roster, I wouldn't change it except to add, maybe add Blue Devil, as he was a new hot star. Steel and Vixen kind of worked. The others didn't. He managed to show Aquaman uh, to be a huge hypocrite. However, this should have been a four- to six-issue story arc. Well, uh, Keith's all about the classic iconic stuff before pre-crisis, so yeah, he probably wasn't going to be too thrilled with this. <laughs> Right. But we love you anyway, Keith. We do. Uh, Clinton Robinson from the Coffee and Comics podcast, and also the guy that messages me every night trying to stump me for mash quotes, uh, <laughs> writes in to say, uh, he says, hey, figured I'd submit my Jelly Detroit lineup before it's too late. Aquaman, he says, uh, no, same callous as before. Arthur is just plain annoyed that nobody ever picks up the phone when he calls, as my friend <laughs> Travis puts it. So he just bans the JLA and assembles his new team. Arion, Lord of Atlantis. He's not permanent, but his presence is enough to give both Aquaman and Atlantean companion and show him out to be a complete jerk to the new kids. Red Star. Second vote for Red Star. He's hardly doing anything with the Titans at this point. It helps bring a Superman-esque character to the roster. Blue Devil. A Blue Devil in there. Another pick for mm-hmm. another choice. Blue Devil. Vixen and Gypsy. Clinton, the only person to pick Gypsy. Easily two of the three best additions from the classic JLA Detroit. The other being Vibe. Feel free to fight me, haters. These two also fit the help train the new heroes design. Plus, their powers do come in pretty handy. But I would hope the writers would help would could help give Gypsy a little more growth this time around. He adds Firehawk. Another vote for Firehawk. This one strange pick. Paul Kirk Manhunter. Yeah. Uh, despite the fact that he was dead, uh, he says having a sort of normal human. Not that that matters in the DCU, of course. Having sure. a sort of normal human character could be around. Never hurts too much. And this version of Manhunter definitely helps fill the void left by not having Batman on your team. 
Now, this would be, I guess, the Simonson-drawn yes. version of Paul yeah. Kirk? Okay. Yeah, that's, that's the version that's pretty awesome costume. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a pain in the ass to draw, I imagine. That's uh, true. And then he also picks Chris King and Vicky Gray, the Dial H from Hero Kids. Yep. So a lot of, lot of uh, love for the Dial H Hero concept. Crazy. Uh, Aaron Lord of Atlantis was the big shocker for me on that list. Now, he had his own book at the time, so there is, you know, sort of a kind of thread there. Um, but, you know, interesting. Uh, Doug Zawisha from My Greatest Adventure 80, blogspot.com. Uh, that is a uh, Doom Patrol blog that helps out the Waiting for Doom guys. Uh, he says, as someone who loved the Detroit League growing up, and they're more my league, well, the other league was more the Super Friends, I'd keep the Detroit League in place and add to it. Now, please, people, folks, bear in mind, Doug lives in Detroit, so he's a little biased. So he says he would put in Aquaman, Mara, Steel, Vibe, Vixen, Gypsy. Hey, he put Vibe on the list. Look at that. Uh, Elongated Man, Zatanna, Marsh Manhunter, Hawkman and Hawkwoman, and Red Tornado. And he goes right after he sits down for a game of checkers with Ryan. Now, speaking of bias, again, Doug lives in Detroit. Doug wrote the Hawkman Companion for Tomorrow's Press, and he had a Red Tornado blog for years. So I think he's a little biased all over the place here. So, but... Either way, we love your inclusion, Doug. Thank you very much. Then Sphinx Magoo, he says, I have a lineup for my Elseworlds Justice League Detroit. The premise I'm borrowing is the one I think I read somewhere about Jerry Conway's idea for the original Justice League Detroit, that it was a DC take on Avengers number 16, where the original members disbanded the team and Captain America led a team of characters that were originally presented as adversaries, not really villains. You know, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, were, uh, were people who were duped and wanted to get a second chance of redemption, a bit like Kurt Busiek's Thunderbolts with a smaller cast. Now, my selection is kind of clouded by 30 years of continuity. If I had a better memory of Bronze Age stories at the time, I might suggest different characters, but oh well. So he wants Wonder Woman as the team leader, uh, as the old school member as the mentor. Uh, his alternate choice would be Marsha Manhunter. Then the core members, and then keep in mind, these are all reformed vill- you know, villains who are looking to reform. Uh, Manhunter, the Mark Shaw version, that one actually makes a lot of sense because you know he was a reoccurring character in Justice League and kind of was a positive force at some points. Uh, Star Sapphire, the specifically the Secret Society of Supervillains version. There was some speculation that she wasn't Carol Ferris at all, which suggests she could have had an alternate pick like uh, John. She might have been the alternate pick like a John Stewart or Guy Gardner. That's an interesting idea. Not many people talk about the alternate Star, Star Sapphire from Secret Society of Supervillains. I like that. Uh, the Atomic Knight, who is a tank. Now, that confused me. Is Atomic Knight actually a bad guy? Was no, he? no, I don't know. Okay. No, no. So he's just different. So that's fine. Um, the trickster, because uh, both in Secret Society of Supervillains and Blue Devil at this point, we saw James Jesse flirting with the idea of being a good guy. So he's he's a little underpowered, but that's an interesting idea for putting on a, on a Justice League like this. Black Lightning. Uh, Diana offers him a second chance to join. Uh, and then some alternates. Uh, one of The first one was Aegis, which was a pre-crisis Wonder Woman opponent, who I'm pretty sure when we did Who's Who first issue, that was the one we just went, next, and kept going. Yeah, um, we, we zipped over him pretty quickly. Yep. Silver Swan, another pre-crisis Wonder Woman opponent. Captain Comet, uh, kind of lost as he fought the Secret Society of Supervillains by himself, but when you go up against Grodd, Darkseid, Reverse Flash, Sinestro, and a bunch of your other villains, there should be good enough reason to join the JLA. Ultra, uh, not to be confused, Ultra the Multi-Alien, this is the Ultra from the purple, the, the one hero of Earth Prime that was always acted as a bad guy. Yeah, often uh, guest starred in Justice League, the original yep. book. And he wrote, was I the only person who liked him? No, actually, I'm a fan of Ultra. In fact, I worked him into a role-playing game, so yay. Uh, Vartox, for Sean Connery, of course. And then Tyrock. What? Yes, a Legion of Superheroes member. If he hails from the island... Um, if he hails from an island, which is the DC equivalent of Brigadoon, there's a good chance he could appear. A nice wild card to shake things up. I think that may be the only Legion character on the whole list, actually. Good call. I like that one. And... Um, 
Blockbuster. And he says the team might need an angry wall of meat. <laughs> so <laughs> grab him before Brimstone gets a hold of him in post-crisis. All right. Well, folks, I jotted down every single character from the compiled list of feedback, and it was 63 names. You guys gave us 63 freaking names. Oh, my gosh. That was amazing. Uh, and then I've added the ones Rob and I came up with, so now we have a total of 77 names, Rob, <laughs> as our menu. Like, we've gone to the restaurant. We have a menu of 77 items. We need to pick, let's say, eight members. Okay? I think we can do this. I don't. I don't know how how we how are, we didn't rehearse this. How are we going to do this? Do we get to We're veto just, other things? Well, we can things? argue with each other and All cave. Right. And I mean, well, that and we both. My that choices are my characters. <laughs> You're giving, no, come on. <laughs> like, oh, so, oh, here we go. I will be kind. I will give you Aquaman. I will oh, say yes to Aquaman. You. Okay. All I right. will also say yes clearly to uh, Supergirl based on the overwhelming feedback from the listeners. Okay, fair enough. So I think I think we add Supergirl to the team. Okay. So um, why, don't you, why don't you see two and I'll uh, – and clearly you're not going to veto those because they were on your list. So. No. Uh, I am willing to sacrifice from my list Batgirl. I, I, yep. I, I understand your arguments. I still don't fully agree, but I, I can picture it. Uh, I really like. Uh, we're picking from everybody's list, right, or just our yep. own? Okay. Oh, yeah, the whole yeah, the whole thing. The whole list. The seventy-seven okay. characters. I really, I really like the idea of ISIS. I, I think that's a mm, cool okay. idea. All right, that's a good one. I like that. Um, where? Oh, I put her under Mighty. That's why Mighty ISIS. And okay. I, I like your idea of having Black Canary. Like, I think I think it would be kind of interesting to have her and Aquaman like co-lead the team, or mm, he's, okay. he's or he's almost the mission guy, and she's the mm-hmm. trainer. I, I like that idea a lot. Okay. You know what? Am I the only person that put Black Canary on my list? No. Other people must have. Because I don't see her on the list. Somewhere. I, I missed her somewhere. Okay. Either way. Uh, all right. So Black Canary and Aquaman as co-team leaders. I dig that. Um, I have see, a, I really – I, I have a soft spot for Dr. Occult. Uh, I, David's idea for Dr. Occult. He's the only person that picked him, but I really kind of well, like that idea. we got to debate this then. Do we want Dr. Occult? Do we want or Zatanna, uh, or I, I think neither one of us are too hot on Amethyst or Arion. But it, as our magic character, do we want Doctor Occult or do we want Zatanna? I I want Doctor Occult for the novelty, but I have to think that it makes more sense for it to be Zatanna or Zatara, really. But I, I don't know. I just like Doctor. I think Doctor Occult's such a neat idea. But I just let's, can't, do, I, let's do Doctor Occult because we've already got Aquaman no, and Black Canary as idea. you know like, existing I JLA picture members. Picture him showing up at meetings and shit. <laughs> I know though. I love it. Okay. I love it. All right, we're gonna do. We're doing it. Okay. Um, I yeah, I really wanted Captain Marvel Jr. on the team. I really really did. Okay. Uh, but I well I I can't rationalize it with Supergirl. You know, mm. um, because they're both blue for starters. But you know, it's like having two Supermen on the team. It doesn't doesn't work now. Or or you could say it's like having a Superman and a Wonder Woman on the team. I don't think it works. Um, so if we need a Batman representation, because a lot of people oh, we are have hung to, up on we that. have to have Vixen. We everybody wanted. Yeah, Vixen. we gotta have Vixen. Agreed, agreed. We have Vixen. Okay. Um, and we both agree. You know, vibe, right? No, just kidding. Um, if we gotta have a Batman representation. Huntress? I mean, how, how do you feel about having Huntress on the team? I like Huntress on the team. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we put Huntress on the team. Um, did she not? I, oh, okay. I keep I losing think, people. I think you're the only one that picked her. Yeah, I am. I am. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about Martian Manhunter? He showed I think, up on I think we need up. to have him on the team. I really Okay. Do. So what are we up to here? Uh, that's eight right there. 
two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, so this is a ten-person team then. Because um, <laughs> I mean, look, we have almost no newbies. I mean, we have Huntress, which really isn't that much of a newbie. Vixen, Supergirl. You know, is Isis a newbie? I don't know enough about Isis. Is she a neophyte with her powers, or is she experienced? That's a good question. I, I'm still, I'm still pulling for Airway, but I know that I, and I think I'm the only person that picked him. So, um, well, all right. Well, you know what? Let's put him on the maybe list here. All right. So, uh, what about you know? So Airway could be a, a one. Um, I still like my Mercury idea or my Lilith idea. Um, I like I Lilith. Like, I like Lilith idea. Now, but she's a little well. Marsh Manor makes everybody redundant, but okay. So Lilith, so I say Lilith and Airwave are definite considerations. I'm trying to find your list real quick here. Um, Airwave's oh, down at the bottom, number fifty-three. I, I hate to lose elongated man and Sue, but I think we have mm. to. Oh, God, that hurts. Well, let's let's put Airwave and um, um, Airwave and uh, Lilith on the team. What do you okay. say? All right. So Lilith, and then um, where, what, what number's Airwave? Number 53. Okay. So that gives us representation from the Justice League. Uh, if you consider Black Canary, it gives us representation from the Justice League, uh, Justice Society. We get newbies with Vixen, and look, I consider Airwave and Lilith newbies as well. You get some more Earth 2 with Huntress. 60% you, female. Oh, we need one more dude then. Okay. No, we don't. <laughs> no? Okay. No, it's fine. I, was, I wasn't saying it was a bad thing. I just thought it was interesting. We have one African-American, so that's good. Uh, ISIS is, uh, isn't she Middle Eastern? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, we got a pretty good representation. Okay, folks, so there's your Justice League, <laughs> Detroit, 1984. Aquaman and Black Canary, your co-leaders. Uh, existing Justice League members, you have Martian Manhunter. And then your new members uh, include Vixen, uh, Doctor Occult, the Mighty ISIS, Supergirl, Airwave, Lilith, and Huntress. Woo! Hmm. Nothing like uh, Justice League by committee. <laughs> Let's send this list to Jerry and get him to start writing the book again. Oh, oh, God, wait. We, we didn't get Jon Stewart. Oh, this is killing uh, me. Oh, yeah, you, everybody seemed to like Jon Stewart on the team, yeah. Uh, but we can't. One, two, three, four, five, <laughs> seven, eight, nine, ten. Ah, we don't have any scientists. Oh, there's so much wrong with this list, but we're going to leave it as it is, folks. <laughs> this has been a fun exercise. Uh, I enjoyed it. Rob, did you enjoy this? Uh, very much so. Like I said, uh, the, we used to do those um, uh, Geek Talk episodes where we would yep. just talk about random topics, and those were a lot of fun to do. And also, no homework. Uh, right. So, Although the, you did a lot of homework for this one. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm glad that the random idea I had was met with such enthusiasm, first by you and then by everybody. We, we don't normally tell everybody in advance what we're doing. Uh, but uh, we did this time, and it really paid off because we got a ton of fun feedback. And it was great to be able to do it in anticipation of the show as opposed to following it afterwards. So, yeah, uh, yeah it was cool. And now I can't wait to do our our, um, our Dream Metal Men lineup uh, episode. I was going to say Dream Outsiders, but okay. <laughs> Actually, I am sort of toying in the back of my mind, like, maybe we should do a Dream Justice League International, you know, a post-crisis. Hmm, uh, uh, look, a Dream Outsiders lineup is the Outsiders Thank you. <laughs> Drawn by Jim Aparo, of course. Yes, of course. 
All right. Well, I think uh, I'd like to close on uh, some a couple of quotes, actually, from a comic book that uh, is not really well remembered, but I enjoyed. It's from Justice, uh, sorry, JLA Incarnations. This was sort of a follow-up JLA Year One, where each issue they, they covered a different incarnation of the league. Specifically, JLA Incarnations issue number five, published in two thousand one. It was written by our buddy John Ostrander, and it was a sort of a retro story. It featured the tr- Detroit era of the Justice League during an adventure within Crisis on Infinite Earths. And since we've assembled this new Justice League team, I think the same lines apply from Martian Manhunter. He says to the team, remember, you're the Justice League. Others will look to you for leadership. And later he says, the crisis is far from over, but there's still much to do. But I want you to know that I'm proud of you all today, and I'm honored to stand with you now and forever. You are the Justice League. Comma, airwave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I added that. Uh, Gee, I think I'm really. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, you know where to find us on social media, obviously. You know where to find us on Facebook and Twitter (laughs) and email and go out to the website. Uh, Maybe I'll do a gallery post and post a couple, you know, like the images that people submitted to us and also put my image out there. Um, Who knows? Maybe we'll even try and throw one together of all these characters if we have time uh, in the new team we put together. But I guess uh, until then, folks, fan the flame. And ride the wave. Aquaman and Firestorm fighting crime together. Soak them down or burn them up. No one does it better. Whenever you find trouble, they'll always be there to catch them in a bubble or even torch their hair. They stand for truth and justice and see a land in there. Aquaman and Firestorm, they make a super pair. Aquaman. Super friends forever. Yeah.